With Christmas right around the corner, gift giving isn't always easy, especially when you have a significant other. And for those of you out there with girlfriends or wives, in Evan's case, why not give them something they've always wanted? An orgasm. This episode brought to you by the Sucking Vibrator. Go to Amazon.com and use code FINALLY to get the washed up alumni discount today. Today's WUAA Fantasy Podcast. We're going to recap week 14, including my roller coaster of a Sunday preview week 15. We show you the week 14 playoff lineup, fun stats, and we're also introducing my new co host, uh, the head coach and owner of Tank Season, coming off a 1 and 11 season. Uh, one playoff appearance back in 2019. It's no other than head coach Travis Kraft. We're going to be introducing his new segment, Trav's Hot Take of the Week, at the end. Um, so, without you know any more hesitation, Trav, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Luke, happy to be here. Had to uh, had to make this season mean something, so here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. Week 14, uh, first week of the playoffs, had two matchups, Hogs versus Wesley Hall Pizza. The uh, Cannolis facing, facing off against uh, Dirty Burton, the boys. Um, let me just quickly try to run you down my Sunday and the roller coaster that I had on there and just so many emotions. Uh, going into it, did not feel great. Had probably like one out of 10 confidence level. Uh, Gindy made the phenomenal play of starting the Rams defense on Thursday night. So he started out uh, 20 to nothing. They doubled their points. I thought I could try to get some good karma by texting Gindy. Good luck. So I did that about one Oh five. He texted me back like one Oh six. Good luck. Um, the Burt method, the Burt method. Well, like a reverse Burt method. Cause usually he's trying to rub it in your face. True. Um, as soon as Gindy texted me back, it set off a chain, a, a chain event where I I close out of my text messages, I check the fantasy app, and David Montgomery went from zero to fourteen and a half in a blink of an eye. He had an eighty-yard touchdown run. I look up at my TV. AJ Brown, thirty-seven-yard one-handed touchdown catch. The next play they show, I started Carolina's defense. They get a strict strip sack fumble. And out of the 11 players on the field, the last player I needed to pick up the ball and run, picked it up and started running. This fat son of a bitch had nobody, nobody near him. He's going into the end zone. And all of a sudden, I see Jerry Judy screaming down the sideline. Jerry Judy must run a 4-2 flat. And he tackled him about three yards away from the end zone. I couldn't believe it. Wait, so then, who was it? Who was it? Who picked it up? 
No, yeah, who picked it up? I, I don't know, some fat defensive lineman that couldn't run for his life. And then he had another defensive lineman probably five yards behind him who couldn't get in front of Judy to block him. That's tough. Unbelievable. <laughs> so then, you know what's like even worse than having no confidence is gaining some confidence? Derrick Henry, 36.2. Allen Robinson had his best game of the season, 27.3. I'm down like 50. So, like, now I'm like, okay, I got, like, a shot. I've had three people go. Derrick Henry and Allen Robinson, like, did their job and did it well. I'm looking through Twitter. I don't know if you saw this story, bro. I see on Twitter that Josh Jacobs posted to his Instagram story. He was questionable all week and then marked active on Saturday. And I then, did see that. <laughs> and then – Post on his Instagram story. Sorry, guys, I'm not playing today. A lot of angry fantasy owners. Right. Fuck your fantasy league. <laughs> so then I'm like, all right, whatever. I have his backup. But then I'm finding out this guy might be trolling. So I don't know if he's actually playing or not, but that just threw a wrench in it. Now it's the four o'clock games. I'm down about 50. I got Herbert. I got Josh Jacobs. I got Terry, I got TJ Hawkinson, I got Young Hoku. God, Terry didn't do you any favors. <laughs> the like the first drive that I'm watching the four o'clock games is the Lions, and TJ Hawkinson scores a touchdown. That that was like the dagger. I fucking am like looking at it. And I'm like, I think I got a, a legit shot here. The very next drive for the Packers, Devontae Adams, 70-yard touchdown. And then basically none of my players did shit for the rest of the 4 o'clock games. And I'm thinking, like, maybe Tanyan can, like, not have a sensational game. Of course, he catches a touchdown because Jelani Tavai is, quite honestly, one of the worst linebackers I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but... I mean, he, he had like, two... Some- Three, I mean, 24.5, 24.2, 24.5. Wide receiver, wide receiver flex. I mean, that's outstanding, <laughs> outstanding production you know what, from his team. Like, and then his defense was up 20. Okay. You know, it's like I caught him. I caught him on like a bad week too. Like his, his usual, his three-headed monster didn't have a bad week, but Murray finished under 20. Dalvin Cook finished under 20. James Robinson at 12.3. Really, he just he he fucking hits you from everywhere. It doesn't matter who's in his lineup; like four of them are going for twenty points. Right. And then fucking Juju like like brought me back to life a little bit with seventeen point five, and then I'm like down twenty, I think at that point, and I'm like thankful. I'm watching the Monday night game. This was the cherry on top. I'm watching the Monday night game and. Somehow with 42 points up on the board for the Ravens, Justin Tucker only has four points. But, of course, he kicks a 50-yarder to fucking win it for him. I know. To tack on another five. Funny story about that. I got to explain real quick. Oh, actually, no, you know what? That's not even the right game. Well, yeah, it is. What was the game? It was the right game because it was on the play after that. My dad had the – Browns. Oh my God! Browns bro. plus three and a half, bro. So he was winning, and then they kicked off, and then they knelt it or whatever, 
and then they end up going to get that safety, and the Browns lost by five. And all, my dad all lost time bad beat. 300 on Cleveland down the drain. <laughs> he had it, too. All they had to do was not get a safety. They got a safety. He lost. I mean, that's Literally, all-time bad beat right there. All-time bad beat. Unbelievable. But, man, Gindy, I mean, 160 points. I, my confidence level is now negative two, probably. Um, you got to have basically probably like a hundred ninety point performance. Thirty two more points think. than him. Yeah, somewhere okay. around there. Yeah, yeah, it's one sixty six to one thirty four. So yeah, basically thirty two. You got to win by thirty two. Yeah, I I literally need like a hundred and ninety point performance, which I don't God, think my team is so capable good. of. Yeah. Number two Switching running over. back, number one quarterback, number four running back, number two wide receiver. I mean, Jesus Christ. AJ, get this AJ guy Brown. Out of here. AJ Brown yeah. would be so much higher too. Like his his rank right now is fifteenth. It should not be fifteenth. That's only there because he missed Jeez. what two games at the beginning of the season. He's got the number two defense. He's got the number six kicker. David Montgomery is the number nine running back. He's not he's yeah, in his he's, flex. I mean, geez, he's got two, four, and nine. Give me a break. He's got three top ten running backs, two. Oh in my the top god, five. the number four tight end. Every single player on his team is top ten. That's ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's it's one of the best teams I've seen. Every single the second starter best team is a top ten time. player. That is bullshit. Definitely the second best team of all time behind wow. the twenty eighteen hogs, but we won't we won't touch on that. The stat correction hog? <laughs> That's tough. All time, all time, just I should be champion of this league twice. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much what happened in Guineas and I matchup in week 14. Let's switch it over to uh, probably a little bit more of an entertaining matchup between Bono, Hold Mike Noli, and Dirty Bird and the boys, who I think you're polling for to win this all, right? Dirty Bird and the boys, baby. I mean, I'm his number one fan. You don't think JD's got you there? I don't know. I think JD might like him. I mean, him and JD have like a very special bond. They do. It's yeah. almost. Gay. It's like a, a a bond made out of hate, <laughs> which is very rare to find. It's a uh, very my, rare bond. See, my bond with Bert is more so watching you squirm and suffer as I root for him. Yeah, no, totally true. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's hard to come by. It's good shit. Looking at Bird's team, it it might be the most dirty Bird team I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, mainly because you look at his roster and you're like, how the fuck did this guy go fourteen or ten and three, and is now on his way to the, on his way to the championship. His starting running backs are Melvin Gordon and Ronald Jones. Right. Melvin Gordon is horrible. He's terrible. His two his 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 claim to fame right now is this wide receiver core, which is just insane. I mean, Tyreek Hill, DK, it's yeah, one and four. Yeah, that's nuts. He's got Cooper Cup, who actually In his flex, is also right. very good. Yeah. Cooper Cup would not have had 14.3 if it was not for that fucking touchdown, which was just the icing on the cake for Cooper Cup that night. I mean, he would have had, like, what, eight points? Instead, he gets 14, which is extremely solid for a flex. 
But you know who I do love on Bird's team? Rodrigo Blankenship. That guy's an all-star. That guy? Is he on Bird's team? I don't even yeah. see him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, he must have dropped. He's his kicker. Oh, he took out Matt Prater. I'm looking at week 14. Oh, he had Prater in? Okay, yeah, he did. You're right. Yep. And All right, how about that? Projection. I mean, that guy is a fucking stud. His glasses are so good. So good. I mean, unbelievable. Um, Mike Jasicki, what a what a week he had. 23.5. Uh, Bono cussing him out. Burt defending him. Jasicki gets hurt and is probably going to miss a game now. I mean, it's 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 little like just it's so good, it's so funny. I mean the the um, amount of jinxes that occur in this league are it's crazy. actually unbelievable. I myself uh, have had a couple. Yeah. I mean, he he does it better than anybody I've ever met before. Does he have anybody going on Thursday night this week? Negative. Oh, God, please tell me. Well, not in the starting lineup as of now. No, not even one. Oh, my God, he's turning Cole Komet at tight end. Jesus. (laughs) Bono, um... 119 points is a tough showing for a week one in the playoffs, but uh, his team was very all over the place during the season. I mean, he had, I think he had his season high in week 13 against me. Yeah, 160-something. Um, 160-something. I think he might have even been like the 170s, but good news for him. It really seems like Alvin Kamara is starting to uh, blend with Taysom Hill. I mean, 22.4 after – and 17.7 the week before after 10.5 and 6.2. So, I mean, that's that's really good for him. He Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I mean, the guy is just a solid 10 points a game. Oh, God, he had negative four from the Ravens defense. That's brutal. I didn't even see that. Yeah, Bono's got uh, – Bono's team seems to have stage fright. They're definitely good, and they have, like – he has really good weeks. I mean, he's had 145, 130, I mean, 138. He's had a bunch of 130s. You know, he's had that 160 game. But then he's had some stinkers. I mean, he, yeah. had, one, he, had, he had got 164 points, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire at zero. He has a 203. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't know that. Week four, he put up 203. Good. Dude, he put up this season, the league high of all time with 216. When was that? That was either week oh one. Oh, my week God. Two. Week two. Holy cow. This guy is unbelievable. First team to ever go. I forgot about that. Two 200 point games in league history. Yeah, I mean, his team's got the potential. They just don't always like to perform. I tell you what, what's hurting him a lot is Mike Evans. Oh, my God. Actually, maybe not. Jeez, he's had some really good weeks recently. Yeah. 8.6 last week. Yeah, that's not too hot. But he's got Atlanta and Detroit coming up. I mean, well, I mean, I guess it'll just – If he makes it by Atlanta, 
Yeah. Detroit, I mean, that's a walk in the park. That defense is nowhere to be seen. Yeah, no, they stink. We'll get into that a little bit later because we got some key matchups with the Lions this weekend. Uh, Stephon Diggs, though, he might be – Honestly, God, I wish I would have done season awards a little bit later on because he could have been draft pick of the year, depending on when Bono drafted him. Third-ranked wide receiver, he literally has not had a game under 10 points this season. Oh, man, he drafted him in the seventh round, too. How did I miss that? Good pick. That's, I mean, that's arguably better than DK Metcalf in the sixth. I mean, shit. He's got Darren Waller. Yeah, I mean, you're dead on right, man. He's got all the potential in the world. It just seems like a little bit of stage fright. He did this in 2018, too. Hasn't been out of the first round. All right, well, that's enough of week 14. What do you say we look towards week 15? Truthfully, that's what I'm here for. Nothing better than speculation, especially as a Lions fan. Uh, let's see. Currently, the <clears throat> Hogs are projected 136.6. Uh, Wesley Hall Pizza projected 141.3. Um, right out the gate, I'll tell you this. I think Derrick Henry might rush for 300 yards on Sunday. <laughs> I, I have the best matchup I could ever ask for in this situation. Derrick Henry running against the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Literally the 32nd ranked run defense, too. Literally the best situation mm-hmm. I could have ever asked for. That's true. That is a key matchup. And then, I mean, I got I got some solid ones. I got Allen Robinson going against Minnesota. Uh, I got I just picked up Cam Akers going against the New York Jets, coming off a very good game. I mean, other than going against the Raiders, other than Young Hoku, I mean, listen to just from quarterback down the position ranks that they're going up against the opposing defenses 21st, 32nd, 23rd, 28th, 32nd, 21st, 26th, 26th. I mean, Young Hoku's got Tampa Bay's fifth, but other than that, it's all green. I mean, those are all fair. I mean, yeah, Young Ho don't fucking miss. That's actually sensational for me because Tampa Bay's not going to let Atlanta score, they're just going to keep kicking field goals. Yeah, probably the best case scenario. Tom Brady's definitely not afraid of Matt Ryan. No, no. <laughs> the one thing that does worry me, though, is Terry's had, I think, back-to-back weeks of 4.4 or less. Uh, and chances are Alex Smith isn't starting. It's going to be Dwayne Haskins. I think Dwayne Haskins might be uh, one of the worst quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen. <laughs> That guy fucking stinks. And Washington is somehow six and seven. Somehow. But I mean like that's all Alex Smith. Aren't they in first place? Uh yes. Yes they are. (laughs) How about that? That that's anybody's race. All (laughs) Giants, Washington, uh fucking New York. Dallas is in it still. Like, they could still fucking go to the playoffs. Yeah, somehow Dallas is still in it. The other thing that worries me is uh, TJ Hawkinson. 
Uh, <clears throat> Stafford's projected 0.0, so it's not looking likely that he's going to play. Uh, and our backup is Chase Daniel, who might be the second worst quarterback in NFL history. Is he is Stafford questionable at this point? Yeah. The X-rays came back negative. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his issue is now. He I, he's just a broken man. Kind of. Very uh very unfortunate situation for him to be in. Yeah, getting drafted by the Lions isn't a positive for anybody. No. <laughs> so my Derrick Henry uh situation uh is a positive but Unfortunately, it's also a positive for Gindy, who has A.J. Brown. <laughs> Very true. So I, yeah, I kind of have to hope that Tennessee like goes up like 28 nothing right away and then just stops throwing the ball. Yeah, Gindy's got some favorable matchups as well. Kyler Murray's playing the 13th-ranked defense, and then Dalvin Cook, Chicago's at 6th. But other than that, that one, goes I mean, 18, 19, 29, 26, 15, 32, 27. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be a good I'm, matchup. The Rams defense going against the Jets offense, that's another one. I mean, they, they very well could have another 20-point game. Devontae Adams going against Carolina. I mean, Devontae Adams is an automatic 25 at least. James Robinson going against Baltimore's defense when Baltimore just gave up, like, what, five rushing touchdowns? There was nine rushing touchdowns in that game. Can you believe that? Yeah, did you see that stat? about? No. It, was the, it was, like, the most, the most all-time tied with <clears throat> one other – game and it was from like 1922 it was like two teams <laughs> yeah. that i don't even, don't even remember the names it was like why is that even a stack get rid of that it's it's <laughs> like that's the most rushing touchdowns ever that's all you need to say yeah back when they didn't throw the ball exactly yeah i mean you I, we could like talk about guinea's matchups literally all day the guy's gonna score at least 140 He's projected 141. And I mean, he usually exceeds those projections. So I think Indy's, I think the Rams have the opportunity to be the highest scoring uh, player for Indy. Wouldn't that be something? On a team where everybody scores at least like 20 to 25, the Rams go for 37. Uh huh. (laughs) Defenses have done it before. Oh, yeah, they have. Patriots last year, right? Oh, I mean, they were your top scorer. <laughs> Followed by free agent pickup Josh Allen. They carried you. They carried your ass to the playoffs. <laughs> uh, all right, let's switch over to Dirty Bird and hold my cannoli. Looking at Bird's matchups this week. Pretty favorable one right off the bat with Taysom Hill going against Kansas City in what will be a shootout. Taysom Hill can't really throw the ball, though. That guy kind of stinks. I don't know what it seems like, but he can get points. He can. That he can. He can produce points, 100%. Kansas City's defense is nothing to be worried about. Uh, I tell you what, though. He does have to be worried about Tyreek and DK. 
Yeah, those are tough matchups. Eight and four. Yep. I mean, Tyreek's going against – he'll probably be covered by Lattimore all day, who is no joke. But, I mean, that Chiefs <laughs> offense just always produces points. But there are a lot of mouths you can feed in that offense too. Washington. DK going up against Washington. I guess that solves the how is Washington 6-7 and seven question. The fourth ranked yeah. defense against wide receivers. I mean that defense is that defensive like front seven is scary good. Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah, I mean the guy was good for six last week. So. <laughs> exactly. I mean the guy scored more points than Terry. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't have to rub it in. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. Yeah, I mean that's. God, who is he starting here? J.K. Dobbins. Interesting start. He's benching Melvin Gordon. All right. Great start, Bert. I actually love that. J.K. Dobbins, though, going up against the, you know, Jacksonville great defense. defense in Jacksonville. Yeah, 29th. I mean, that's as it's not bad at all. Samuel, who's going up against him? That's, yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon's questionable at this point. Yeah, it's really – I mean, who else can you start? Jeff Wilson? Who? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just curious. Is Bert ever going to drop Greg Kitt or George Kittle or – No, he's hanging on to him. You never know. Week 17, George Kittle comes right. back. He's probably really open for that because, I mean, he's starting Cole Komet right now. <laughs> That's true. He's had some tight end issues. He certainly has. I mean, that's brutal. <clears throat> Cole Komet. I mean, Cole Komet's had a couple of good weeks, though, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Well, very, very subpar two weeks. Cooper Cup, though. Oh, go ahead. Curious he's starting Taysom Hill over Jared Goff, who's playing against the New York Jets. That's a great point. That is an odd thing. Hmm. Well, if he wins this week, we'll have him on next week and we'll figure that one out. I'd love to ask him. Uh, Cooper Cup with a very favorable matchup, though. I mean, you would think that this would be enough reason to start Jared Goff right here. Cooper Cup and Jared Goff try to double up on points. You're starting Cup and you're flexed. So, yeah. You obviously think he's going to do well. Yeah, Bert, idiot. Okay. <laughs> uh, it would be an interesting week for Bert. I mean, he's, his top two point scores are going against good defenses. So, if I mean, if really, if they're not able to get going, might see a little bit of a comeback from Bono. Let's take a look at Bono's matchups here. Bono down about 25. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Bono needs a good 30. Yep. So, two matchups so left in this week for week 15. And both, both need basically 30 to have the underdog come through. Yep. One seems a little bit more realistic than the other. Uh, first thing that pops out to me, 
on Bono's roster this week is poor old Clyde Edwards Elair. Tough. Some good defense he's going up against. A solid defense. Uh, and for a running back that doesn't score a lot of points, it's probably going to be a very disappointing performance. But again, you look at his roster, his only other running back is Le'Veon Bell, who also happens to play for the the Kansas City Chiefs. (laughs) That's tough. (laughs) That's very tough. Brutal. God, you only have three wide receivers, three running backs. He's got two kickers on his roster. He's got two defenses. Very bizarre way to run your team. Lavian hasn't even been a flex option this year. No. I mean, he's been so bad. So how? So he's just gotten away with Kamara and Edwards Alaire. Yeah, yeah, the that's entire incredible. Time. The entire time. Uh, who did never... he trade Bob? <clears throat> Traded Bob Joe Mixon, who I don't think has seen the field in numerous weeks. That guy. I could go off on that guy. <laughs> he sucks. Here's here's my thought. Uh, I think that Bono has a make or break player on his roster, and I think it's Mike Evans. Well, he's got the best matchup of all the players available against yeah. Atlanta, the thirty first ranked defense. So yeah, he's he could do it. Uh, it is like the thing that worries me most with Mike Evans is that there's just so many mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. That you're, it's it's a roll of the dice like every week with them. These are going to be some good individual matchups, regardless of the aggregate for the two week total. The two week total with both matchups, yours and Gindy's and Bert and Bono with the thirty points in between both of them. But other mm-hmm. than that, I think the the actual. In just this week, both matchups I think are going to be really close. Yeah, I would I would agree with that one hundred percent. Especially if you look at the opposing rank. I mean, just the way that the teams are stacked up right now, it looks like they both have similar difficulties ahead. I think you and Gindy are going to have a shootout this week. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we combined for like a little bit over six hundred points at the end of the playoff matchup. Probably a little bit over seven hundred, actually. <clears throat> Wouldn't surprise me. Oh, not 700. Yeah, probably a little bit over 600. 600, yeah, around 300 apiece. Yeah. There's ne- there's never been a team to score 300 points in a playoff game, which I think we could easily Ooh. see that with Gindy's team this week. 134? That's not too much. No. I mean, he gets that on a regular basis. So. Right. Uh, looking at the rest of Bono's roster, uh, weak flex play with – C.D. Lamb, he'll most likely be covered by Richard Sherman a little bit. Um, Darren Waller, I mean, I, there's nobody else on that Oakland Raiders offense that he can even go to, Derek Carr. So, I, I mean, he's got to be good for some points. Probably not 45 again, but some points. And then Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, you know that that's just one of the best – stacked points scenarios in the league at the moment. Yep. It's like a guaranteed 45 probably. Uh, good situation with the defense. 
Who cares about the kicker? Nobody on his bench that really entertains me. This holiday season with bars closed and people staying indoors, you don't have to worry about car accidents and drunk drivers running into you. But you can't always get too rowdy with the boys and burn your house down. Call the Steve Kraft Allstate Agency today for a free home quote at 248-620-2211. Are you in good hands? Are you a delusional Lions fan? Do you hate yourself because of it? Do you feel the call to support a franchise with no hope and zero future? Yet year after year, you tune in and support. You might need some therapy. Call Uncle Timmy today at 231-499-9999. All right, week 14 playoff all-star team coming in at quarterback. This one was a bit shocking. It was actually super low scoring across the board uh, for quarterbacks. This past week, it was Taysom Hill of Dirty Bird and the Boys with 18.94. That's crazy. Yeah, not a single quarterback across the playoff teams uh, reached 20 points. RB1, no shock here. Uh, It's too bad his talents are basically going to waste at this point. Uh, Derrick Henry, 36.2 for the Hogs. Uh, had his, you know, he had his fourth 200 yard game since 2018. And I think the next high, I don't think there's another player with more than two or more than one in the rest of the league. I didn't even know he had 200 points left or 200 yards. (laughs) I fucking wish he had 200 points. (laughs) You might get it this Sunday though. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, RB2, David Montgomery, 24.5 for Rat. He had 14.5 of that in one run, which was just awesome. (laughs) Wide receiver one, Stephon Diggs, 29.1. It's really shocking to hear that, considering that Josh Allen didn't have more than 18.94. Still, stellar performance for Stefan Diggs at 29.1. Bono's only player to make this list. Well, 119 points total. Yeah. So, I mean, what does that tell you? Uh, wide receiver two, Allen Robinson, 27.3 for the Motor City Hogs. I, I, I said it last week on the podcast. I fucking love having Mitch Trubisky in at quarterback when Allen Robinson, when I have Allen Robinson. I mean, he targets the living shit out of Allen Robinson. It's awesome. It's fantastic. He doesn't know what else to do with the ball. No, he doesn't. He he fucking locks onto him. It's fantastic. Coming in for the tight end, uh, RIP Mike Jasicki, 23.5 for Dirty Burton, the boys. Uh, we'll more than likely not see him on this list next week. Uh, shout out to the bird curse. For <laughs> uh, the flex, also uh, Dirty Bird and the boys player Tyreek Hill with 26.1. Uh, you know, I've actually always wondered this, and yeah. I've never asked, and this is the perfect forum to do it. When you when you do that flex, highest flex player, mm-hmm. is that players who were legitimately started as flexes? No, no, no. So I just take the next highest 
I take the top two running backs, the top two wide receivers, the flexes, the next highest running back or wide receiver, depending on who has more points. Okay. I've always wondered that, and I've never thought to look at who was started in flexes, ask the question <laughs> or anything like that. I always look at it, and I ask it to myself, and then I'm like, whatever. Don't care. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, well, there you go. A little bit of uh, behind the curtain for everybody listening to the pod. Uh, defense. No shocker here. Uh, scoring 20 points on Thursday Night Football. It was the L.A. Rams for Gindy. And then just to top it all off, Justin Tucker with nine was the highest scoring kicker this week for Gindy as well. All right. A uh, couple stats I wanted to throw at you guys. Uh this one is so frustrating because I wish I can get all six games, but I can only get the three from last year. Teams, uh, playoff teams leading after the first week. Uh, this is 2019 only. 3 0. Uh, not a great look for the underdogs, but I don't believe it was the same situation in 2018. Um, I'm almost positive I was beating Bert uh, after the first week, and then he came back and stack corrected all over my ass and uh, went on to win the championship. <laughs> Talk about a bad break. Bad, bad, bad beat. Worst beat in my entire life, honestly. Um, the other two matchups that year were Bob and Bono. Um, I don't know who was leading after one in that game. And then, obviously, Bert and Bob. Which You know what? I was looking back at it, man. Um Absolutely wild. That championship matchup was decided by less than a point. Wait, what year was that? 2018. Burt beat Bob, I think, um, 240.9 to 240 or 241.9 to 241. Oh, I'd be pulling my hair out if I lost that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine imagine losing on a stat correction in the first week and then having more points than both teams in the championship the next. <laughs> Fucking wild. <laughs> oh, Here's a God. fucking wild stat, bro. Um, a team with the most points for at the end of the regular season has never made the championship. Wow, that is very surprising. Yeah. I had it the most back in 2018. We just touched on that shit. Uh JD had it the most in 2019. He lost to Kevin in the first round, who uh, went on to lose to me in the championship. <laughs> so, Gindy uh, has a chance to be the first there. Um, huh. Most points scored in a playoff game, 299.94 weeks 17 and 16, 2019, Motor City Hog, Hogs, uh, Guinea uh, again with a great chance to break that 300 point threshold. Yeah, you're all over these records, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm all over them, but it's <laughs> high chance that Guinea's gonna fucking break them. <laughs> right. Um, most points scored in one week of a playoff game: 187.8. Uh, <clears throat> that was JD in week wow. 15 of 2019. Um. You know, I just remembered actually, he didn't lose to Kevin in week 20 or uh, in 2019. He actually lost to me. 
Oh. Um, which is so funny considering that he had this 187.8 game, but he scored, I think, like 100 points in the first week, uh, and that was his downfall. That's tough. He lost with a 187-point performance out of his team. Jeez. Yeah, I know, right? That's Brutal. Tough. Suck it, JD. Uh, <laughs> last and final, I mean, this was bound to happen, um, but we've never had two teams from one division face off against each other in the championship game. It's always been East versus West. Um, okay. Probably more than likely going to happen this year. Yeah, well, I mean, at the end of the day, the East is clearly the better, the better conference, right? East boys represent. I'm, you know, happy to be uh, a part uh, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you were a huge help this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's astonishing that we only tied the record from 2018 for like I think we had as combined as a division 37 wins in 2018. We had the same amount of wins this year. Uh, with 37 as well. But we had two teams with 10 wins and a team with nine wins and then a team with seven wins. And then, yeah, I mean, that's actually unreal. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of weighing us down there at the end was a team with one win. Yeah, team with one win, whatever. <laughs> also, you know, I got the – I just – I wanted to get the same amount of wins as the draft that I'm going to have next year. That's true. That's true. I, you got any? Uh, you got any? You know what? I'm gonna ask you the last week that we do this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get your thoughts on your first overall draft pick yet. Yeah, we got time for that one. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final segment of the show. Trav's hot take of the week. Uh, this segment is basically basically just gonna be Trav telling us what he uh, what kind of crazy thoughts he's got going up there for the league. Yeah, um, this is honestly not uh, not too crazy, but I think it's a good one. Um, I'm thinking that the winner of the overall league, who's going to hoist the championship belt that you so dearly adore, I think it's going to be between you and Gindy. I think whoever wins that matchup, um, I think, is going to win the entire thing. Interesting. I think that, yeah, I mean, especially if it's, I mean, my money's on Gindy. I hate to say that to you, but I mean, he's got a 30 point lead and his team is just, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I mean, his team's so good. I mean, my confidence level's never been lower, so I'm, I'm, that doesn't hurt me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, there's no getting around him. The dude's got easily the best team in the league. Yeah. What, so, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. I think uh, my money's on Gindy, too. Matchup. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, obviously anything can happen on any given Sunday, but. You know, we could we could sit here and say, you know, like Bert beat him twice in the regular season, but to do it back to back weeks is a whole different story. Not wrong. Gindy could put up ninety next week. Yeah, I know exactly. I mean, I, I could I could have a, a literally a, he could have a hundred sixty point performance. I could have a hundred ninety five and squeak by him. We'll see. We'll see. All right, that's going to do it for the show this week. Uh, we will be back next week uh, recapping the first week of the playoffs, previewing the championship, and also probably, hopefully, uh, bringing on our two head coaches that will be facing off against each other in the championship week. Trav, any final words? No. Happy to be here. I think uh, 
you know, I'm just grateful to be a part of the league. I'm excited to see where we go. Who's a, who's our second champion who gets to officially hoist the belt the first time, you know, someone's going to legitimately get that thing. I just can't wait to see that. So, yeah. And you know, there's a good rule to that one is good rule to the belt as well. Uh, if you, if you want it, you have to come to the draft next year to get it. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So, oh, that is, I mean, it's basically the ring ceremony, right? Hoisting the banner. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? Like I, I put that rule in place because, uh, I think Guinea's going to win it, and Guinea's going to have to leave Plymouth uh, if, if he wants to get his belt. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.